Welcome to the Holistic Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Tracy, an astrologer and experienced wellness professional with a passion for blending science with the sacred, making out-of-this-world concepts more relatable to your everyday life. Join me as I demystify astrology and all things spiritual by giving you real-life examples and practical applications to provide a deeper sense of self and an opportunity for healing, happiness, and abundance. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Episode 5 of the Holistic Soul Podcast. It's Friday the 13th. I've got my matcha tea, and I'm ready to talk about your rising sign. I would say people can understand their sun sign. Obviously, we relate astrology to our zodiac sun sign. People can relate to the moon. We can see the moon, right? We understand the lunar phases. Out of what we call the primal triad in astrology, which is your sun, moon, and rising, the rising sign seems to be the one that people don't really understand or maybe haven't really dived into uh, to learn more about. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, The rising sign is actually one of the most critical points in your chart. It's not a planet, it's an angle. There are four major angles in your birth chart. The ascendant, which is your rising sign. The opposite point, which is the descendant. The midheaven and what we call the IC. So these make up the four major angles in the chart. And these angles really play an important role in various aspects of your life. For example, your ascendant or rising sign has a lot to do with your physical body, your social personality, how you approach life, right? Um, The opposite point of that, the descendant, is how you approach relationship. Your midheaven is how you approach career. And your IC is a lot to do with your emotional foundation and um, family life. So in this episode, we're really going to dive into the rising sign. So what is it exactly? The rising sign, also known as the ascendant, is the zodiac sign that was rising over the eastern horizon at the exact moment you were born. So when you're taking your first breath here on earth, you come out of the womb, you take your breath, and you're welcomed into this incarnation here on earth. The sign that's on that eastern horizon is your rising sign. That's why accurate birth time is really important because our rising signs can change about every two hours. So it's really important to make sure you have accurate birth time. Now, if your birth time's off by a few minutes, sure, maybe your degrees will change a little bit here and there, but the rising sign, unless it's, you know, we get really technical, unless you were born at like the 29th degree And then a couple of minutes later, it moves into the next sign. But for the most part, and as long as you've got a pretty accurate birth time, you know, funny story. I can't believe it. My daughter just turned a year last week. And, you know, as I'm giving birth, you know, prior to, you know, the birthing process starting, I, I told my husband, I told the nurse, I said, okay, it's really important. You look at that clock as soon as she comes out because I need the accurate time. And so, you know, I I do my last push and she comes out. I look at my husband. I said, what time is it? 
Um, and so, you know, you can be like, that's an astrologer in me. I have to be extremely accurate in that sense. But for the most part, our time at birth that's recorded is accurate. Now, if you don't know your time of birth, I always tell um, individuals, start by asking your parents or legal guardians. And if not, you can find the records on file from your hospital. Some hospitals in various states include birth time on the birth certificate. Some do not. But there are ways to find it. And if worse comes to worse, you can work with an astrologer who does rectification of charts. I don't do that, but some astrologers do to help kind of configure your birth chart. But anyways, I digress. Your rising sign is the sign on the eastern horizon when you were born. Uh, as I said, it's considered one of the major angles in your chart, and it's always represented by a zodiac sign. Okay. So, for example, when I was born, when I took my first breath, the sign on the eastern horizon was the sign of Aquarius. Therefore, I am an Aquarius rising, or you can say my ascendant is Aquarius. So that's the technicality of rising signs. What does it actually mean? What does it represent? So because we're looking at the Eastern horizon, which is associated with dawn, your rising sign is how you dawn on people. Or we could say it's your social personality. Oftentimes when you're meeting other people, they're seeing your rising sign more than your sun sign. You think here you are shining out your sun sign energy, but what people really see is this rising sign. It represents your style, uh, how you approach life, your body appearance, your physical body, actual physical body. Sometimes when working with clients to identify their rising sign, we do look to the physical body because based on the sign, even the element of the rising sign, it can really influence your appearance and the stature of your physical body. And so there's a strong connection. The moon and the rising sign are the two most important chart uh, points in your chart when talking about the body itself. The rising sign also represents the basic motivation that drives your soul. We would also look to the planetary ruler of your rising sign, which I'll get to in a minute. Your rising sign or ascendant is always in the first house of your birth chart, regardless of what house system you use. And it sets the tone for the planetary placements in the rest of your chart. So for example, I am an Aquarius rising. Therefore, Aquarius occupies my first house. And then next would be Pisces, my second house, Aries, my third house, et cetera, et cetera. So the rising sign is really important when we're talking about the overall placements of the houses and planets in those houses in your birth chart. That's why when you're reading a horoscope, it is so important that you read for your rising sign over your sun sign. Now, Reading for both is what I tell most clients to do, but you're going to start reading your rising sign horoscope and it's, start, it's going to make a lot more sense. Why? Because when an astrologer is writing a horoscope, they're going through and they're putting the zodiac sign that they're writing for on the eastern horizon, and then they're writing the horoscope based on the placement of the planets. 
So if you want an accurate horoscope, first of all, there's no such thing as an accurate general horoscope because it's general. But if you want to have a better chance of it being a little bit more accurate, read for your rising sign first, and then you can read for your sun sign. Another thing I always tell clients is that the rising sign is something that as we go through life, we're really developing the energy or the archetype of this zodiac sign because, you know, we're really growing into it. We're embodying our rising sign, you know, as we age. And so it's really important to understand that maybe you have a rising sign and you might not, especially when you're younger, really connect to that piece. But as you age and experience and evolve through your chart, you really start to kind of develop more of that archetype of that sign. Okay, let's go into some just examples of what your rising side could potentially mean. So as I mentioned, it's how you approach life. It also energizes your physical body, right? Because, and, and it represents you know, your style, your appearance, it drives your soul to fulfill its purpose. It's so it's that approach to life. When we, when we look at our Zodiac sign on um, a rising sign, we want to start by looking at the elements as we've done in the previous episodes of the sun and the moon, the element of your rising sign reveals the quality of energy flow. That's like vitalizing your physical body and flowing and vitalizing your approach to life. So what do I mean by that? Let's give some examples. So fire sign risings. If you have an Aries, Leo, or Sagittarius rising, you have really great vitality and you have a lot of physical energy and your energy really is more of an, it beams outward into the world. So it's, it's going to be more projecting energy. Um, usually fire sign risings are more active. They really want to make their mark and see the results of their efforts and be recognized for that, right? That in that social personality piece. Oftentimes, if you have an Aries, Leo, or Sagittarius rising, health, vitality, physical energy is usually really good. Um, and oftentimes, depending upon other points in your chart, it could mean that you have a little bit more of a taller stature, um, uh, sometimes even a little bit slimmer slimmer or more athletic build with that fire rising sign. Let's go to the air rising signs. So if you have a Gemini, Libra, or Aquarius rising, so you're mentally quick because air signs rule the mind, And you have an active mind. So that energy is concentrated in that mental space. You're very inquisitive, social, friendly, verbal. And you you seek recognition on a social standpoint for what you say and what you think. So intellectual stimulation is important for your physical body, okay? It's important for your vitality. Uh, Usually with air signs, same thing. I see a taller, um, sometimes slimmer, very like slim body type. Uh, 
uh, you think about it, like the, the mental space, it's very active energy and the, but the need for, you know, speaking, verbalizing, socializing, but also learning is pretty strong with, you know, air sign risings. And again, that's Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. I feel you Aquarius here. Um, one of the things I would say with air sign risings is just to be very cognizant of your mental health and well-being because air signs are very much connected to the mind. And so if, if you're not moving the physical body, sometimes that mental energy can build and can impact your vitality. Okay, let's move to the earth sign rising. So Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn risings. Now, if you have a rising sign and an earth sign, you're, you're usually pretty matter of fact. And you're motivated and your approach to life is really driven by physical and material security, but also stability. Uh, usually earth sign risings have a more systematic approach to their self-expression and a pretty, like I said, matter of fact, um, and usually it's more tangible or tactile in how people, um, how they approach life. And also when people are viewing you from that social standpoint, you know, they see that very practical um, aside to yourself, like very grounding energy. Usually with earth sign risings, their build is usually a little, a little shorter, but very compact and, and muscular um, is what I see with earth sign risings. And again, you know, your moon and, and other placements in your chart can really affect the physical body appearance, but rising sign has a lot to do with it. And then let's look at water sign rising. So let's say Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces rising. Your, you know, water lives in that feeling emotional space. So water rising signs are very easily influenced by their environment and by other people, especially the emotions of other people. They're motivated by the drive for emotional support, emotional security bonding, intimacy, all of these things are really important to water sign risings and their approach to life is through the lens of emotions, uh, specifically the desire for emotional security and support. Um, and you know, where air signs are more relational from a social level, water sign risings are going to be more relational from an intimacy level. Uh, the body types for water sign risings can be a little shorter, but softer, right? Uh, just a little bit, you know, not as harsh, not hard angles, right? Just like softer body appearance, um, sometimes prone to a little bit of weight gain, depending upon whatever transits are happening. I mean, that's for any, anybody um, in their chart, but that's what I use. And their eyes, their eyes are softer, soulful kind of um, like doughy eye um, individuals. It's, it's again, you know, your moon and sun and some other planets can really influence that. So that's just an overview of kind of how to start putting it together. Now, each individual sign has its own kind of energy and archetype. And, you know, when you're looking at your chart, you can dive deeper into how and what that means for you. Let's talk about the ruling planet of your ascendant or the ruling planet of your rising sign. What do I mean by that? Every sign 
every zodiac sign has an associated ruling planet or planets. Some have two. And that ruling planet has an influence over the sign because that's its natural home. And so when we're talking about your rising sign, we're talking about the planet that rules that zodiac sign. And in astrology, the ruling planet of your rising sign is actually considered your personal chart ruler. It becomes a focal point in your chart. And it's important to pay attention to that planet. It has like an extra emphasis and an extra importance in your chart because it guides you to your destination, right? When I talk about that ascendant really having a connection to what drives your soul, the planet that's helping drive your soul is your planetary ruler of your ascendant. So first you want to decide what those are. So for example, if you're a Leo rising, your ruling planet would be the sun. If you're an Aquarius rising like myself, you would actually have two ruling planets because there's a traditional ruler and a modern ruler. And so if you're an Aquarius rising, you would have, you would want to pay attention to Saturn, which is the traditional ruler of Aquarius and Uranus, which is the modern ruler. And the reason why we have traditional and modern is because in ancient times, astrologers and people didn't know the outer planets existed because they couldn't see it without a telescope. So we created traditional rulers and then modern rulers once the discovery of Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto came about. So the ruling planet sign position. So you would look to, let's go back to the Leo rising example. If you're a Leo rising, the ruling planet of your ascendant is the sun. You'd then look to your sun sign position and your sun house position, right? And you'd go back and listen to the episode on the sun and see how to put it all together. So the ruling planet sign position shows an energy attunement or like specific qualities that are important to you and emphasize and play a role in your approach and your soul's guidance through life. It's, it's showing the primary energy that's motivating your actions and your self-expression. The ruling planet house position shows where much of your energy and efforts in life will manifest. So it's oftentimes going to talk about where you will encounter life activities and issues that are important to you. Um, usually that house is very active in your life and you might see a lot of experiences uh, or struggles or lessons really focused on that area of life. So again, you find your ruling planet of your ascendant, you find its sign position, you find its house position, and you then discover that more. So for example, if you're a Scorpio rising, you would want to note the sign and house placement of Mars, which is its traditional ruler, and Pluto, its modern ruler. And again, there's only a handful of signs, actually a few signs that have two rulerships. Uh, let's say you're a Cancer rising. You'd want to note the sign and house placement of your moon because the moon rules Cancer. And then you would go back to the moon episode and, and dive into that. Now, for those of you who have 
you know, like myself, who's an Aquarius rising, we haven't covered Saturn and Uranus yet. So stay tuned. Future episodes, I'll be going through the meaning of each planet and your birth chart to really help you tie it all together. So I really hope this episode, again, I always say this opens your mind to a different perspective uh, on astrology and helps you take the steps to deepen your understanding of not only astrology, but yourself. If you want to learn more about your rising sign, uh, check out my courses in my astrology school, and you can visit ashleytracy.com to find out more. I'll also be offering a fall astrology masterclass starting in September. This is a course that, um, an online course that is meant to help you learn the language of your stars and really deepen your understanding of yourself through the lens of your birth chart. I just offered this in spring and had an amazing cohort of individuals and it was awesome. And the, the demand has been there for doing it again in the fall. So we'll be starting in September and you can go to my website to find out more. If you're looking to retreat yourself, I love that, um, and really invest in deep healing connection and community Join me and my fellow healer, Sarah Spring, as we will be hosting an upcoming Joshua Tree Retreat, February 16th through the 19th of 2022. We'll be integrating astrology, Reiki, yoga, meditation, all with the purpose and intention to help you reconnect to your path and feel more aligned with your soul's purpose. And we're offering a special if you register before August 22nd. Uh, the full moon on August 22nd, uh, you get a free astrology reading with me or an Akashic Reiki session with Sarah. So you can email me at ashley at ashleytracy.com. Check out the website, ashleytracy.com for more details, spots are booking up. So don't wait. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. Joshua Tree is one of my favorite places. And it's just in February, I live in Colorado. So usually I'm like itching to get out of the snow and get somewhere a little warmer. So, okay, that's it for this episode of the Holistic Soul Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, bye, everybody. Bye.